You're listening to the Beyond the Profi podcast, where we help you out of career burnout so that you can reclaim your personal freedom while pursuing your passion. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, entrepreneur, influencer, and educator that will help empower you with our interviews, strategies, and straight talks. If you're ready to push past your comfort zone to your greatness, you have found the right podcast. Stay tuned and listen in. This Beyond the Profi episode is partly sponsored by Young Dental Innovations. Hey, this is your host, Jasmine Haley of the Beyond the Profi podcast. And our guest for this episode is someone very, very dear to me who has had a huge impact in my professional and personal journey. And she came into my life when I was literally literally a hot mess. This is Nikita Thigpen. She is a licensed social worker. She's regarded as the number one balance and relationship advisor in the world, and I can attest to that. She is the CEO of ThigPro Balance and Relationship Management Institute, a global personal development company headquartered in Philadelphia, PA, that is revivifying. The industry, and let me tell you something, this amazing woman has taught me so much. One of the key things that she has done, she's ignited to activate others. She's the author of the personal transformation book, Selfish, Permission to Pause, Live, Love, and Laugh Your Way to Joy. She's a podcast host, a sought-after keynote speaker, wife, mother, and G-Bunny, grandmother for those that don't know what that is who's been featured on the Lifestyle channel and recipient of the NAACP award as one of the 101 top influencers in Philadelphia, along with other notable awards and appearances. I can't say enough about how much I love this woman. Thank you, Nikita, for being on the show. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for inviting me. I've been waiting to be on your show, so I'm so excited. Thank you so much. You know, I... I've got to tell everyone, first of all, how you came into my life. Um, it was a, I, in my opinion, I feel like it was a divine, a divine meeting because I actually went out of my way to drive to Philadelphia to go to a conference that was not for dental professionals. Okay. These are like techie millennial people. What in the world was I doing there? Right. And I went there because it was a mutual friend. And she has a friend that lives in Philadelphia. She had a conference. I attended that. You were one of the speakers. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh, she is amazing, right? So I knew of my event coordinator. Her name is Jamie. And we were talking and she was like, you should really meet Nikita. And I was like, really? Like, I knew who that was. Like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> like cool and everything. She's like, no, you should really meet with her. And she walked me up to you and we met. And I remember like the first conversation I had with you, my first year of business was, I didn't know what in the world I was doing. I didn't have the confidence I needed to be who I, who I am meant to be. I did not understand how to navigate being a wife, being a mother and being a business owner. And you poured into me, Nikita, when I had nothing to give, literally. And don't make me cry. I'm serious. (laughs) Don't make me cry. Shoot. Mm -mm. You poured into me when I was lost and you gave me a foundation 
that will be a part of me for the rest of my life. I want you to know that everything that I achieve, regardless of who I work with or collaborate with, is because of you. Is a lot of it is because of you. Yes, God has blessed me in many ways with gifts, and I have had the opportunity to have the amazing experiences I've had, but you were instrumental on bridging that gap that we were just talking about for me. So you introduced me to many people like Natalie and um, you, you just gave me a safe place and I needed that. So when, when I tell you that as women, when we're building a business and we're striving to make our mark in the world, we have to take a look at ourselves in a holistic way. And that's what you do. You are phenomenal at that. Aw, thank you, Jasmine. My little bit of mascara is going to be all (laughs) over my yellow skin. Like, what in the world? No, I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm silly. But I'm so, so honored by your truth. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for more than anything, just allowing me to be in that space of vulnerability with you. Because those are my gifts. And I'm privileged with the opportunity to use them when people like you just sit back and allow, right? So thank you for allowing because you could have been resistant and said, nope, I don't know you. I don't want to know you. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I, I, I'm just not ready for change. I don't want that kind of change. Or worse, that's not the change that I need right now in my life. So I just, I'm very grateful for you. And as mutually respectful to the, the process of divine intervention as you are, you know, I stand in agreement with that wholeheartedly because it's each one reach one. We build together and we win together and we are winning together. It doesn't matter who's doing what, who's more visible or whatever. When you are willing to be in a space where you can be vulnerable, you can be impactful. And because of that, we are winning together. So thank you for that as well. Thank you. You know, Nikita is an inspiration of Lipstick Loops and Cupcakes. You know, she's an originator, okay? Of her, <laughs> of her coaching and cupcakes and what she does for, for people, um, for high-level executive women and ambitious women that are out there. So listen, y'all need to put the kids away, do whatever y'all need to do, because you need to listen to the words that this woman has to say. So we're going to dive in. Let's get it. All the way in today. Um, and we're going to talk about some of the work that you've done, because let me tell you something. Nikita was the first person I've ever seen in my life take a six week vacation and say, <laughs> listen, y'all, you cannot, you can email me all you want. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do before I go on vacation. Cause if you communicating while I am on vacation, I am not available. That's so true. Boundaries. Oh child. Being a woman and setting boundaries is hard. You've got your kids mm-hmm. pulling at you. You got your husband or your partner, whoever you, who you with your boyfriend, whatever. Mm-hmm. Pulling at you, you got, and especially as healthcare providers, you understand this. You got your patients pulling at you, you got your boss pulling at you, Mm -hmm. and then you just feel so defeated. You feel so defeated. So let's first dive into those boundaries. But also, like you say, this is one of yours, having that permission to pause. 
right? Yes, yes. Oh, I, I love you so much for being a part of the language. <laughs> it's so important. Um, we were joking off camera, guys, about I use the B word a lot for boundaries, right? Partially because I'm the minister that gets that gets kicked out of churches. So I like to say things that are very Nikita, but also very controversial, like what B? But I'm talking about boundaries, right? But it sounds like I'm going somewhere else with it. <laughs> I keep getting kicked out of churches. Nikita, like this is what happens. Uh, <laughs> boundaries are so key. Like for us, just to back up for a second, for me, like I've been known for, in a lot of circles as like the balance lady, the queen of balance, all that kind of good stuff. Balance and relationships is my jam all day long. And for me, balance is not 50-50, right? Like it's not about 50% you, 50% me, 50% work, 50% life. Partially because you have so many other things that don't qualify as just life or just work. There's so much crossover, especially when you're uh, in the healthcare space. And that's the space that I was groomed in. I came from trauma-informed care and emergency rooms mm -hmm. and special delivery unit and endocrinology and all that stuff. So we get it. Not everything feels just like hardcore work or hardcore life. Your balance is literally admitting your truth of what you want over the boundaries that you create so you can achieve the realities of that truth and keep mm. the distractions out. That's all it is. It is a formula. Look at it as math. One divided by five. Like just look at it that way. The one is your truth. Admit what you want, not what you need. We need lights, we need safety, we need food, we, we need sex, like you need certain things, but you want, you know, a, adoring love and passionate intimacy. You want to not have to worry about what bill is being paid today. Like you want to be able to be impactful. There are things that you want, not just what you need. And then those boundaries are the things you do that literally achieve your truth. So if my truth is I'm a billionaire in the making, then the boundaries that I create need to represent that truth, right? Because I'm speaking life to I'm a billionaire, not just because of money, but because I'm a philanthropist, I'm an investor. Those are the things that I want to be at a higher level than I already am. Maybe I'm doing it really, really small now because that's just what my resources look like in my reality, but I want to play it on a bigger, deeper, greater field. So my boundaries are, Jazz, you are doing this amazing conference in another four months, another five months. I will not be able to attend that because I'm at uh, an investor's camp or because I'm working on my business and not just in my business. Or maybe because I have five recitals back to back with my kids, which is the priority that I need to be at because there's certain times of the year or the week that I can't do that, right? So what do I do for Jazz as a friend of mine, as someone that I care about? I send other people to her conference. There are ways for you to show up and have your, your no feel really good, but you still yes participate with your friend, uh, your lover, your partner, your sister, your mama, whoever, in a different way. And we can apply that personally too. Like how many of you are invited to baby showers and weddings or the third wedding and you know, everything else? <laughs> But my priority, because it's reflective of my truth, is that I will not, not that I can't, but I will not, I am choosing not to be there, but I can show up for you in other ways mm. and not feel like the disappearing cousin or the disappearing friend. Like, no, you having a conference, 
five emails to you know x number of people hey friend jasmine doing this be, be there you know if i gotta gift you a seat because this is something you need to do this is the way that i can show up for my friend in business oh baby shower wedding can't be there something that's not even on your registry, but I know enough about you to know you would love this, let me send that to you. Maybe it's an, it's an experience, a restaurant coupon or something versus just some more wine glasses. Like there's mm -hmm. other ways for you to still feel good about your boundaries and not feel like you have to feel the weight of all the guilt of saying yes. no all the time. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we put ourselves in situations and I'm one of them you know, where we are, we feeling that guilt of saying no, right? Mm -hmm. We're not choosing what's best for us. Mm -hmm. And, and I think one of the key things is, as I was thinking, as you were talking, is that one of the biggest things in my journey and with coaching with you was establishing that confidence, because you've got to have some confidence in yourself yeah. and also some self-worth. I remember one time there was a conversation we had with each other and it was a conversation in regards to charging mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you you broke you broke it down like you didn't hold back like it's, it's it was a self-worth mm -hmm. issue for mm -hmm. me it was mm -hmm. a self-worth issue is that mm -hmm. i didn't value yeah. myself enough to have those difficult conversations because for me it was difficult right and ask for that and i think that we don't value ourselves enough to establish those boundaries and to choose what's best for us. As women, we struggle so with that. So and true. it's hard, it's really hard. It, and, and I will piggyback off the fact that the reality is I could speak to that because I've been through that, right? Like I'm a clinical social worker by foundation and I'm so extremely proud of all the work that I put in to get that and the postdoctorate degrees and everything else that followed after that. But I wasn't taught you know, to ask for what I want. It was, you know, how can we find a workaround for everything? Everything as a social worker, everything is a resource for workaround. That's all it is, right? Like, how can I make sure this person doesn't have to go home and sleep on a mattress? How can we get them some clothes and some this? And, you know, medically, how can I get them the right durable equipment that they need to be able to get into the house if they can't walk? And, you know, just all those different things. So I went through it too. I went through having to go from making, you know, 40, 50 and 60 some thousand dollars a year gross. So we're not talking about what I, what my take home was after medical benefits and taxes and everything else going from that to being able to now say like, no, one-on-one -on -one coaching with me and an intimacy amplifier is $45,000 a year one-on-one mm. -on -one coaching and group is this and masterminds are that, and you know, everything in between. And you know, event experiences, because you and I both do experiences, we don't just do events, those experiences, those tickets, you know, on a good day, because you're a part of the circle already are $600. Mm -hmm. But if you're not mm -hmm. part of the circle, they're well over 1200. Like, how do you move from that space to this one? And it was part of my work journey as well. Like I had to step, step into that and do the work, just like you invested in yourself with time, energy, and resources to do the work in the incubated space that we created. Other people have to be willing to do the work too and not put up the front of, uh, you know, oh, I don't handle issues asking for money. I had someone recently tell me that. I don't have any issues. Um, I come from network marketing. I'm used to that. You know, that's their issue if they don't want the product. But network marketing, which is fine if that's how you make your money, is very different than it is now your brand. Because they're not just rejecting the product. 
or the service of that company that you have created a micro business under, which is fine if that's how you choose to make your dollars. You know, there's a lot of great products through network marketing. But now when they reject Figpro, well, Figpro is from Fig Pin, right? Like it's from the key to Fig Pin. Mm -hmm. So if you say, I don't like this product or this service, or I didn't like how this showed up for me or what worked, it is very easy for me to internalize that and absorb that as something that I did wrong and that I am not good enough. And maybe I am not worthy to provide this service or this thing. And then I could start saying, oh, well, maybe I should just charge $100 a program or an hour or whatever it is. Or give it for free. Or give it for free. You know, sometimes we do that. We do that, exactly. Mm -hmm. Over and over again. Like it's beyond just providing, like we all have uh, things that we donate our time to. Of course. That's okay. But when you do it repetitively where it harms yourself, that's a problem. And the reality is we can't, as women in business, you, when you have a business and not a hobby, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I get that we all came into our businesses because we wanted to help. We want to help, period, point blank. There's no question about that. And if you have a business and you don't want to help, you probably shouldn't be in business, right? Like you created a product or service because you want to help people use that to do something they couldn't do before as efficiently, at least, without your product or service, right? Because of that, we can't keep creating these service and products for people, this time that's coming from us pulling away from our family and then claim that we feel really good doing it. And, oh, I just feel really good helping when your family doesn't see you because you're out doing all of this. Your family is sacrificing because they're trying to rub two nickels together because your time away from a traditional overtime job or traditional second job or whatever it is that you could be, you know, trading uh, hours for dollars with. You can't do that because mommy is over here helping all these people and you feel really good while you're doing it. But then you go back home to, oh, I can't send my child to that second, you know, program she wanted to do or put her in that honor society or we don't have the time to pay for Ubers or, or whatever it is or Instacart for grocery delivery. Well, how unfair is that for your family and how unbalanced is that because the truth of you helping people is not being reflected in the boundaries you're creating because you're not serving people at a, in a way that you are literally able to charge your worth when i sell you something i'm serving you i'm serving you because i will show up even the harder even the more knowing that, that i am getting something that can help my family live our best life so that i can show up even greater so it's you know it's part of that you know taking it back to the m word that mindset of everything and a lot of us just have to do a lot of work with it and part of it is to back up and give yourself permission to pause so you can say wait a minute what is out of alignment here that's what my six week self-lovecation is about every year i want to back up because i'm growing i'm always open to learning i always want to be my best self i make mistakes every day i'm a balanced guru because i'm constantly balancing i'm constantly you know figuring out another challenge my youngest and my granddaughter my grandson excuse me were just in the hospital in the same week two weeks ago at two different hospitals for different reasons for a week each And we still had to close deals and write proposals and finish things and delegate. I still had to do what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And I had to create a space for me to be able to do that effectively without feeling like I was torn when she sleeps with the IV drip in her and the constant 20 minute, 
you know, blood tests and everything else coming in and mm-hmm. wishing my heart was over at the other P's hospital with, a, you know, mm-hmm. with doing that. But I was able to create a space where I can feel really good about being here because I've been charging my worth. I can be okay for those two weeks, but I still have to reflect back, which is why I do that six week kind of self-lovecation is to level me and to listen to what I want. Last year, I wanted something very different than what I want this year. And I'm okay with that because as you said so eloquently, Jasmine, at the, I think it was before we started recording, is it's all about evolution. Mm-hmm. Like you're evolving and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong from saying, you know what? I mastered that. I was dope at that. I really love that, but I'm not in love with that anymore. And there is a difference, yes. right? Yes. And that was one of the things that I've learned from you is it's okay to evolve and say, hey, it's not working. One of the key things I actually just talked about this week from um, Straight Talk was about the fact that when things aren't serving you anymore, letting it go. And honestly, uh, honestly, the feelings that came at the very beginning of it immediately was a mindset of, oh my gosh, I'm a failure because I'm letting this go and I'm not really following through or I'm canceling this event because no one's really showing up. Right. What's the lesson learned here in this situation? I was like, oh, stop, Jasmine. You're not a failure. You need to stop for a second. What can you do with this? So for instance, I canceled my retreat that I was having Mm -hmm. in May May 3rd through 5th. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Why? Because I switched over the photographer and instead of doing event photography, Mm -hmm. We're doing a family photo shoot on the beach and my family and I are going for that weekend. Yeah. So even though we didn't, I didn't get the sign up saying, yes, I invested this, you know, lots of money. Okay. Yeah. yeah. To plan the event and, and to mm-hmm. get everything ready for it. It was still a learning lesson for me on what I can do differently, but yeah. I'm taking the time to enjoy my family in that process. And I think exactly. that was one of the hardest things is to understand, like, when you're involved, there's, there's things you're going to have to let go. If you mm-hmm. want to grow, you have to let certain things go. And that so may true. be this misconception that everything's got to be perfect or things that you've got going on that aren't serving you need to stay in your life. That's people, places, mm. and think people. <laughs> I like that. Come on. Underscore. People, people. <laughs> places and things. Absolutely. A thousand percent. There is the releasing out so that you can allow in, right? Like you have to release some things. Mm -hmm. I just posted, I don't know if you saw Jasmine on Instagram. Um, For those of you who are not following, it's Ask Nikita on Instagram. Um, There, my cousin had posted this black and white, you know, how to do the the white words on black background Mm -hmm, text. mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to misquote, but it said something to the account of, um, Oh God, I hate when I can't remember it exactly, but it said something about, um, I don't know hard feelings. Um, I've, I, I've changed and there is a difference, like something like that. And I feel like I'm saying it wrong. So, you know, I'm pulling it up right now because we're I, alive. I know what you're talking about. Cause I you know what I'm talking? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Please read it. Read it. Yeah. I'm, I'm pulling <laughs> it up right now. Here it is. Here it is. No hard feelings, just changed feelings. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really valuable for people who are, have outgrown, 
you know, certain people that might have been a part of their circle six months ago, four months ago, or last year. And I wrote a whole little soliloquy because I'm very verbal. If you guys haven't picked it up by now, I'm very verbal. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if it's a cold day, I'm extra verbal because I'm, I'm in my blanket and I'm really going in, right? Um, <laughs> but I wrote a whole thing that's on Instagram you can follow where I was basically saying, like, it's a reminder to me when I read that. And I have everyone in my circle belongs there now. And I feel so good about it. And I've had to let people go as recent as last year. Like it wasn't, I mean, this is the top of, at the time of the recordings, the top of 2019. And I had to let people go that I thought would be there forever, right? Like I thought that these people would be, but as you're growing, and it doesn't mean that they're bad people. They're just not supposed to go with you forward. There is a gracious way of letting people go that were driving with you and then you get to a stop sign and you realize that as you were going through the several last few stops, the road just got bumpier and bumpier. You got to let go some of the weight and it's okay. Let them get out so they can get in somebody else's car or maybe you're letting them out so they can finally drive their own. Like maybe it's a good reason that you're letting them out. People, places, and things. And I think it's important for all of us to know that you're, you know, some of those people will be with you since first grade, since third grade, since ninth grade. I have people that fall fit in all categories. I have people that are definitely ride or die that I met six years ago. And there are people that I let go that I met six years ago or five years ago or three years ago or whatever the case is. And you have to be okay with it. It's no hard feelings. We just change. We, as Michelle Obama says all the time, are constantly becoming. And we have to be okay with that. And that doesn't mean you know, have hard feelings or be angry about everything. It is literally perfectly stated by Jasmine Haley, let it go. There is a song that I was trying to bring up that I hate when I can't remember the name of someone. It's a little cute guy. The song is called Let It Go. Mm -hmm. And it is, I want to say his name correctly, James Bay. And I think the album is called Chaos and the Calm. So when you have a chance on your Spotify, wherever it is you listen to music, pull up Let It Go by James Bay. It is a perfect song. He's talking to a girlfriend about, you know, you do you and I do me. Because at this point, it ain't working no more. And we just need to keep it moving. And it, you can apply it to business, to clients, to power partners, strategic partners, JV partners. You can apply it across. If you're in a career, and you realize that this career is at a stopping point for you, you've hit your ceiling, doesn't have to be their ceiling, but you hit your ceiling, let it go. And I think it's a really good song to kind of motivate you. Yeah, I love that. You know, one of the hardest things though, I would say for personalities like myself, is when you want to control every single aspect that happens in your life. And I have seen countless of times when I've let it go, these opportunities that I didn't even think were present right come my way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's every it's every single time without fail without fail it it happens and so a lot of the blessings that that could be in our life and I want the mm-hmm. listeners to really hear this it may not be so and so or X, Y, and Z as the reason why these blessings aren't coming to your life. It right. could be you. Right. You the problem. Right. And there's so many times that we self-sabotage or we let fear, as um, uh, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about in her book, drive the car. 
Yeah. The air is driving it. Like they can be a passenger, yeah. they can be in the backseat. They it does show up in our lives, but are mm-hmm. they are they in that driving seat? And Absolutely. a lot of times we do it to ourselves constantly. I a thousand percent agree. And that's where that pause comes in, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're so busy being full speed ahead and just going, 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 productive, 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 you know, with the glue of busy in between, because all busy ain't productive. We know that. But, you know, that <laughs> glue, right? That glue of busy is in between the productive, making us feel like we got so much going on, so much more than maybe it really is um, showing up for us. If that's what we're doing, then there's a lot of things that we're purposefully able to hide from. And we can hide from the fact that fear is driving that car because as far as we, we're, we're moving, we're grooving, we're going, we're, you know, picking up people, places and things along the way. So in your mind, it's all good. But the reality is you're not driving the love that you were created from. And I mean that from a spiritual space, not necessarily from your, your fleshly, earthly parents, but the love that you were created from is not driving that car. And it always should be because that is your purpose space. Right? We are all out here, you know, where's my purpose? It's in there, but you got to excavate through all that chaos and confusion and that damage and those trust issues and the hurt and that pain and the guilt and the shame and the worthlessness and the, all of that stuff that's there. You got to excavate it to get to it. And some of the way that we do that is often by just being curious. Be curious about your interior design skill that you have, right? Or that talent that you have. Do you have to turn it into what? Empire? Not necessarily, but maybe play with it a little bit more. That curiosity is like a chisel that helps you excavate a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. You're thinking about writing a book, but you're trying to figure out how you can make money off of it. Don't worry about the money for the book right now. How about just write a chapter? Just see where it goes. Excavation, excavation. Like that's all it is, is you're digging and getting closer. And for some people that that shows up in maybe the multiple businesses that they've had, the multiple passion projects that they participated with, you know, playing with. For some people, it literally is a hobby, but be okay with being curious while you're doing that excavation to get closer and closer to that real thing that's underneath of that. Now for someone like Jasmine and I who have had businesses for a while, some of that excavation comes up in the different programs that we've created. Like, hmm, I'm really interested in this. And I, I really want to do, like, one of mine was the Dreamer's Blueprint. I was, I was so excited about the Dreamer's Blueprint. I seeded it maybe five years ago, sat on it for various different reasons. I was too busy for this because the, the car was moving. The car was moving. I wasn't driving. But it, the car was moving, so I felt productive. And by the time I actually put it in the front seat with me and put it on my lap, I wasn't even passionate about it anymore. Now, the blueprint itself was still relevant. It was still good. It was still great stuff in there. But Nikita was no longer connected to it in that way. And I had to be honest with myself. What, Jasmine, what was that, 90 days or four months in? I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was just like, yeah, um, this was great. I loved you guys. Thank you for showing up. I hope you got everything you needed. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of over it. And I had to, like, learn how to quit, right? Like, okay, I'm going to quit at that particular program because it was part of the excavation. Now, I already know what my purpose is, but I was trying to see how deep-rooted it is and where else it was taking me because your purpose will take you further than any human could ever show you where you're going. And I was so curious about, you know, where was the next step that I thought even though it was something old that kind of, you know, passed me by, good stuff, evergreen stuff that is applicable, that I just kind of wasn't connected to, I thought like, well, maybe that's what I need to do. 
And I heard the calling of the Joy Met Method. I heard the calling of the Closing the Love Flat Mini Retreat. I heard the calling of the Intimacy Advantage. Like I heard it all, but I was like, no, I gotta do this first. Like I held the expectation on me, that private expectation that I must do something that was seeded years ago before I could move on. When the reality is that seed had already been plucked and blown away because I didn't act on it at the time it was given, mm. period. That's powerful. That is powerful. <laughs> but you know what? That shows me that, hey, it is okay for me to make a decision in the midst of, of when I have the strongest calling for it and not to wait too long. Act now. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that you said, if you have a desire to write a book, don't worry about where the money's going to come from. Write the first chapter. Right. Oh man, that is powerful. That is powerful. So right now you have the joy map method. Mm-hmm. Tell me the name of, that's your coaching program. Tell me the name of your retreat again. Closing the love gap. Closing the love gap. And you mentioned the third one. Uh, so closing the love, love gap is the higher level of what the intimacy advantage paradigm is all about. And like applying that intimacy 360 from the boardroom to the bedroom to increasing your clients and being able to retain them as well as the top talent if you're at that level in your business where you're now hiring people and you don't want to have to go through that higher fire cycle because it wastes a lot of money and a lot of time and you can use the principles of intimacy across the board yes absolutely and that's what i love about the work that you do when you when you look at your your title the balance of relationship and then let me see, I'll look some key for uh, keywords here. Selfish, permission to pause, live, love, and laugh your way to joy. All of these things really take a holistic approach to how we need to be carrying on our personal and professional life. Like, cut it out, y'all. Stop trying to just do one aspect. Like, it's not working. There's too no. many of us disgruntled. And um, Nikita has worked with more than one dental professional. <laughs> right. We, <laughs> we got some issues, okay? Um, and we just, we can't, we cannot do this anymore without taking that level of taking a look at ourselves professionally and personally. All right. So let me ask you our last question. Mm -hmm. Last question. What was the best personal or career advice you've ever received? Oh, that is a really good one. I, I get so much good stuff and as well as from all of you guys. So, hmm the best personal or professional. I'm going to say, and we kind of already said it here, but I think the very best was charge your worth. That was like the best thing. And obviously there's layers to that within context, but don't be afraid specifically when I think about the person who said it is don't be afraid to charge your worth. Mm. That was the best advice. I love it. All right. So tell the listeners where they can find you. Yeah. So if you are a social media person, connect with me across Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm at Ask Nikita, N-A-K-E-T-A, very simple. Um, But if you want to find out more about what we're doing in our workspace, go to figpro.com. 
um, and I'm sure all of the spelling will be on the show notes at the bottom of this. So I won't spell that for you, but thinkroll.com is where you can find everything about the next joy map method, the next closing the gap love retreat, like all that good stuff. And there's a lot of things we do in-house that you'll just never know unless you come into the community and really participate. And then we start to release things to you. So we're one of those brands that like to keep the community tight, right? Yes. Tight and right. <laughs> yes, and absolutely. And I can't tell you, um, I've just given you a small look at what she's meant to me and the other professionals, dental professionals I know that have gone through her program feel exactly the same way. So you have got to check out her podcast, check her out. Maybe she'll pop up at one of my events. I don't know. You know, she was there last year for our Think Beyond the Profi conference and it's something you don't want to miss getting a chance to learn from Nikita. So thank you so much for being on the show. It's such an honor. Thank you. I had an amazing time. I know the conversation won't end when we stop recording, so I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the show. We value each and every one of you. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on beyondtheprofi.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend and leave us a review. We will see you next time, BTP family.